Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Intelligence Podcast. I'm Harold James Preller, joined, as always, by Corey Stewart. Hello, HJ. Oh, hello. Cheers. Good morning. You know, it's been a while, but actually it hasn't, because the listeners <laughs> don't realize that we had a uh, entire <laughs> one-hour-plus episode that was lost to the ether. The lost episode. And I have to say, it was one of the greatest, if not the greatest, episode we've ever had. It was really, really good, actually. Yeah. But... Well, he only had 27 minutes of it, and I decided not to post it. So <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, and as we'll discuss later, perhaps that is, has has uh, led some of our rival podcasters to believe that they have, quote, killed us, that we no longer exist. Shocking. Shocking. The great podcast wars are about to begin. Are about to begin. You know, speaking of wars, I guess we could talk about <laughs> we are a Padres <laughs> podcast, you know. It's been a real roller coaster. Uh, the Padres just finished coming off of a, uh, uh, all, uh, I guess we could say, a very positive series against the Baltimore Orioles. And as has been the case the entire season, they are terrible against the worst teams in baseball and are good against the best teams So in the American League specifically, yeah. not, not the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, I think uh, on Ben and Woods this morning, Ben said we were the one of the best teams in the AL right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very true. It's very true. It's – it's, and so so we're being given, I guess, a shred of hope now, right? They, they, they're four and a half games out. And they uh, were just six, right? Uh, two uh, games ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we – at one point in, a, in the last couple of weeks, we were two and a half back. Right, and then and then they yes, and then they yes, shit then the they bed free fell. with the Dodgers and then the Diamondbacks. Yeah, the problem is is what it all comes out to is we're still playing what about five hundred, a little less than five hundred. When we need to be winning, we literally have to win every series. We we said this for a couple of weeks. <laughs> we and, said and this all year. They haven't done it, which is actually meaning <laughs> that we need to start sweeping some teams. Yeah, but we need to win two out of three, basically from every series, and we're not doing that. Absolutely, um, yeah. We especially needed to do it against teams that were ahead of us in the wild card, which we're not doing also. And, and the, the Diamondbacks were just in a free fall before we started that series. It, like, that was a real opportunity there. And, of course, they just right. shit the bet. And, yeah. and we're kind of seeing it. Like, the number of games is decreasing. There's not that many left. Um, and so we used to see these wild swings in the playoff odds. Like, if we would win a game, our playoff odds would jump 10%. Or we, yeah. I think it, it even went up to, like, 37%. Or, yeah, or 40%, uh, a week, I thought. A, a week ago or so, Something maybe. like that, yeah. And now, when, when we're winning, the effect on our odds is a lot smaller because the games are dwindling down. So, yeah. so as as we sit today, even after winning two out of three from the Orioles, we're, we're still only a 24.5% chance. And there's, what, 40 games left? 41, 41, something like that. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, the big... The big seven, eight, nine game winning streak is coming. It, it's it's, coming, it, it's yeah. right around it's the right corner. Around the, hey, it's still early, you know? It's so early. it's it's hard to say. <laughs> hey, so next year, and this happens every year because they always suck in the beginning. Uh, not always, but how late in the season do we give them? Do we do we sit by and say it's okay to 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 say uh, it's still early when they're when they start the season ten and nineteen next year? <sighs> May May first. I would argue May first, but I believe a lot of the local media would say, "Oh no, 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 no. mid June, mid yeah, mid June, yeah." Uh, let's just wait till the All Star break. Yeah, they, they, what? that's what they yeah. said this year. I know, yeah. let, let, hey, look, let's just get to the trade deadline and we'll yeah. figure it out from there. Hey, when school starts, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this team. 
All right, so let's oh. talk about a few things in Padres land. Where are we starting? Uh, let's talk about what's good. People oh. like hearing good things. Well, yeah, let's say good things. Tatis. Let's talk about Tatis. I would love to talk about Tatis. It's very easy to look at things, you know, it, it, the, the last game, right? And yes. Tatis was, was excellent in the last <laughs> game. Very exciting, right? Stole home. Uh, what, had five hits? Have you ever seen a steal of home without a throw? No. No, I like how the pitcher just shrugged yeah, on just, the mound. You, you just saw that <laughs> blur go by. I was like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, why, why bother? <laughs> I mean, he had no chance. I mean, he, he could have thrown it, but it was like. What was the point? Well, yeah, it was pointless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was it was great, right? Tatis did great. <laughs> yes. Um, it should be noted that Tatis was not great for an, a pretty extended period of time. But as always, Corey has come with the research for this show. Okay, so over, I, I'll say this about last night, and it was, it was, and it was just before he stole home. It was the first time that he, he got on base, and then I can't remember if it was right after he got on base or if it was after the pitcher tried to pick him off and he was able to take off and, and get to third. He broke into this huge smile. And I, I was like, I looked over at Molly, I was like, I think that's the first time I've seen him smile in like a month and a half legitimately and like and you know how he is like he's mr energy mr smiles mr you know bowing to the crowd as he runs out it's like that's energy guy and he hasn't been that he like he, he went through this this moping crybaby stretch of I, I was going to say the, la- the last six games he's been killing it okay they, what, starting with that arizona series he's, he's 12 for 25 over that stretch a couple of doubles five stolen bases before that the 80 at bats previous to that, 11 hits, two stolen bases. And it was just like, I'm striking out or, or, or popping out, whatever, head down, trudge back to the dugout. He just looked miserable. I don't know what the hell was going on, but he looked miserable. Now, smiling, and it looks like he's bringing back the energy. And if you have that, I think, you know, that's really, really going to help. I'm not saying that they're making the playoffs or anything like that, but it's it sure is hell going to help. Well, he looked a lot like 2021. Yeah. Tatis, right? Oh, sulking oh, about sulking. Uh, sulking about having to play outfield, you know, every at bat in that era. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to see him smile for sure. Y- yes. And yeah. what would be really great is if all of our stars were synced up and could start playing well at the same time, because that is really what we would need to go off on a nine-game winning streak. Yes. Um, is that what's happening? <laughs> Okay. You know, there are a lot of weird anomalies. This isn't really one of the main uh, of the big four, but Fangraphs put out a, an entire article on Juan Soto yesterday on, you, you know, usually he's one of the leaders in walks. I think he is the major league leader in walks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, he went through this weird stretch where he just, he wasn't walking. Um, yeah, I think he's back to normal now. But, yeah, I think he but, had but, but there, two yesterday. There, or? there are just all these weird things that aren't quite synced up. And, and I think to win nine... We need three of the four, three of the big four to, to get hot at the same time. Yes. Right. Bogarts is, what, what do we expect from him? He, one, one for four with a single? I think that's something a, like that. that yeah. That's a Bogarts day these days. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking at the other three. Yes. And, and I do remember there was a period where Manny was very hot. Yes. <laughs> Manny's July OPS, 1,092. Incredible. Incredible! I, I think he had eleven homers or something like that in, in that month. This month, he's ten for fifty-three. His OPS is six hundred. Six hundred. One home run. One homer. Yeah, 
four doubles. It's like this team just can't can't sync up somehow. Yeah, I, I don't know how, and maybe that's just the difficulty of needing being so top heavy and needing you know the big four to carry the team. Yeah, uh, you know, at this point, Gary Sanchez is part of the big four. Let's demote Xander Bogarts. <laughs> okay, Wait, I, honestly, isn't what, what, shouldn't there be Hassan Kim? And then the big four under because Kim yes, is yes, like Kim, the most valuable the hitter superstar. in baseball. You mean? <laughs> yeah, he's the guy. And when you start and looking defensively at it, too, yeah. When you yeah. start looking at it though, like Manny, Manny, even with the July, like if you start, if, if we start looking at you know underrunning projections, which we did a few episodes ago, Manny's doing way worse than last year. You know, yeah. He he WRC plus like one fifty four last year, which is excellent. His his WRC plus is like twenty five less than that. You know, it's like a big drop off to where he was last year. And so when we start looking at the retrospective for what went wrong, you know, some of our stars not playing up to their their peak, I guess, is a real problem. Yeah, just even their average. Like yeah. The back of the baseball card, right? Just back of the Can you just card. do that? Can you just do that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, Kim number 1. Kim number 1. Then we got the big 3. The big 3. Manny, Soto, Tatis. Yeah. And I, I, I would have Sanchez next, the next tier, uh, alone, he, probably he in his own some tier. Big homers. Big homers, and all he does is hit homers. He doesn't yeah. hit singles. He doesn't, uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't be, do anything. He really. beat out a single the other day in that uh, infield one, and yeah. that was the funniest shit I've ever, like, because like, he, he is, he is one of the slowest Padres so I've seen slow. in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Since Haas. Yeah. 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 It's incredible. Uh, Haas probably could beat him in it. In a foot race, he. I mean, yeah. Haas doesn't give a fuck, but <laughs> wow, <Well, laughs> Austin Hedges would be furious with you. <laughs> Should we get into that? Or uh, yeah, I think that's a good topic. Let's finish up with the big three. Okay. So, right. so Manny is is a key issue here, right? Yes. And obviously, he's got a track record, and we would hope that he can get hot again. I don't. I haven't really dug into what what's leading to this this cold streak in August, but all I know is that while Tatis is hot, we need someone else to get hot pretty bad preferably two yeah because i don't think tatis alone can lead to a sustained he might win some games but he's not going to lead to a sustained winning streak and and it's hard to count on gary sanchez's you know he does have very timely home runs way more alfaro gets all this credit for being this clutch home run guy yeah i'd argue sanchez has been just as clutch it's just his his aren't walk-offs yeah but they're just as critical to, to a lot of the wins that we've had um so and I think we'll get into Sanchez a little more later on lack of flexibility with him on the roster, but man, he's got to do better, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. And Tatis Absolutely. needs to keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. But what he's been I, doing, I don't these know last if he can keep games. up 12 yeah. or 25 with stealing no, home, no, home plate, I don't but, think so but he's got to stay hot. It, yeah. Maybe some home runs would be nice. Also yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. He hasn't been, we haven't gotten any of those from him no, recently. And, yeah. and when you look at his entire year, he's a big drop off too. He, you know, in 2021, the last, season he really played he he wrc plus 157 in fact he's never had a season where he didn't wrc plus 150 or above until this year where he's at 118 Hmm. that's roughly will myers level in san diego will myers was pretty consistently 115 so that's basically what we've got with tatis obviously will myers sucked at defense and tatis is like one of the best outfielders in baseball so there is that right but um there's room for improvement. 
there is. There is. And we don't need Manny to be a, I mean, July Manny. It, it, that would be great. Sure. But he's not going to hit 11 home runs every month. Like, but just give us somewhere in the middle of the road. Right. Yeah. Because right now he was terrible in April. Right. And I think that bled into May. Yeah. June, he was better, but not Manny Manny. And then July, he was Manny. Just insane, man. It just reminds me of his bestie pal, Eric Hosmer, when he'd be here, <laughs> and he'd put up a good month. Great April. And people would count on it, and yeah. then the rest of the year would be back to old Haas. Yeah. Right down the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Haas, let's talk about that. Okay. I don't have a clip queued up or anything, but we all know what Austin Hedges said. Uh, he said uh, the nerds didn't value him because his OPS wasn't sexy enough, right? Yeah. Uh, and that that guy just brings wins. Brings wins. Is that what you saw when you saw yeah. Eric Cosmer here? I just can't. I just remember all the winning we did. With what What was his war while he was here? Like <laughs> zero, his, it, like point one over five years. Right. Yeah. For a hundred and forty four million wins. bucks. Hundred and forty four million bucks, and we got one war less than that. Not even. Yeah. 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 That's what we got. Yeah. All that's the what wins. we got. All the wins. Yeah. I keep hearing how mean we were to him. Just the same. I, I heard. I heard this being discussed on on Ben and Woods. And I believe Ben said, uh, there's no denying he was a good leader. And I was like, what? There is denying that. Yeah. See, because I think there's a key thing that, that never gets brought up. You can be a leader. He was a leader of the clubhouse, right? But you can also, that doesn't mean you're a good leader. There's all kinds of bad leaders in history that got tons of people to follow them and respect <laughs> them, but they were actually leading them poorly, right? Uh, <laughs> Are you slowly getting to a comparison of Eric Cosmer was, to Adolf Hitler? Is that what's going on? Look, here? I wasn't going to Hitler. I was going to Benito Mussolini. <laughs> okay, oh, that's one. fair. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, something, something, not a, not a hot button. Like no, that. of course yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about Adolf Hitler later when we get into a John Cantera discussion. But uh, yes, I was about to compare him to Benito Mussolini and okay. keeping the, the trains running on time yeah, and right. whatnot. Uh, Eric Cosmer was undoubtedly a leader, right? In fact, he led a clubhouse rebellion in 2021 against the front office, which directly led to our collapse. And did he successfully lead the team to follow his way? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Would I call that good leadership? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think, I think he's just a good friend. I think that like everybody like just likes hanging out with right. him and all that. Right. And, and that's and great. People can cool. flate like, uh, yeah, yeah. The team loved the guy and they okay. love going to dinner with him. Like, Go we've golf with before, them in the off-season. Like, There's all kinds we've all, of... We yeah. all have workplaces, right? Like, yeah. I mean, not Padres 2.0, but right. the rest of us all have workplaces that we go to during the week. <laughs> and I've worked with a ton of people that are cool dudes that I like to have a beer with. I'd go to a Padres game with them, but they sucked at their job. Yeah. And if they left, I was sad to see them go because I like seeing them. Like hanging they, out with them. But I didn't like doing their work, right? I didn't, have, <laughs> right. I didn't like picking up their slack. Exactly. Like everyone yes. on the team or in the lineup had to do with Eric Hosmer. I, I, it, for him to, to, for Hedges to say, like, what a, I don't, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but like, it was a crime how he was treated here. He, he was given $144 million yeah. that is going to take care of his family for, for generations. And now he doesn't have to work. He doesn't for like have to work. Two more years. Yeah. It, oh, he's taken care of so badly. It's a, it's terrible what they did to him. And by the way, in that same, and this was, he was uh, on a podcast with Chris Rose for, if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, also in that, uh, interview, uh, he was talking about how, uh, how much it hurt that Pirates fans were booing him and all that. Uh, it's like, so 
Wait, you, so you were even getting... our fans, our fans are softer. We're softer on hedges than I, Pittsburgh. You, like, maybe the problem is you. Like, you, you know, <laughs> weird. Weird. Your one forty average is, yeah, is yeah. wasn't being being beloved yeah, yeah, by them. Right. He's like, well, you know, I I I didn't have the offensive numbers that I was expecting. What? This is the same offensive numbers you've had your entire right. career. You've always been terrible. Yeah, and as is expected, <laughs> he, he got like a $5 million contract somehow, hitting like 170 last year. He's the greatest uh, defensive catcher in baseball for the last 100 years. Just ask him. So like shocking. Ask shocking him. that when you're not yeah. making $700,000 anymore, the expectations yeah. are higher. Oh, God. And Chris, Chris Rose saying, oh, yeah, he was the whipping boy in San Diego. Fuck off. Hedges was or Hosmer? Hosmer was. Please. Good God. Yeah. Well, there's three fucking beat reporters here or whatever. Yeah. I like that it's all our fault. Even though he went to Boston, played 12 games there or whatever. Yeah. They DFA'd him when he's playing for free, by the way. Then he goes to the Cubs, plays another 30 games or 40 games or something like that, basically for free. And even they cut him. And then what happened to the Cubs after they cut him? Incredible hot streak in the wild card hunt. Yes. Yeah, and he's hmm. still sitting at home, and we, has been since May like twentieth or something right. like that. Yeah. If anything, we should sign yeah. Hosmer just to cut him again. Oh my god, because that I, seems I, to I be the way. That. that seems to be the yeah. way to get back into contention. Yeah. <laughs> to cut Eric Hosmer, exactly. I'd do it just to be mean. Oh, but oh, this I would whole too. this whole yeah. other yeah. thing yeah. of, of igniting yeah. the team is, is a whole plus on that <laughs> cherry on top. Have, have him come out, sign him, get him out on the field in full uniform, and then DFA him yeah. while he's on the field. Exactly <laughs> during warmups. <laughs> <laughs> Replace him with re, cut Matt Carpenter for him. <laughs> sign Hosmer, cut him that same day, and re-sign Matt Carpenter so that he knows that he was replaced by a total zilch. I love on this roster. I love this idea. Yeah, this AJ, is why we should be in charge. Yeah, AJ doesn't listen. Though. He doesn't listen. Yeah. He'll only well, listen if Mickey Coke tells him this idea. That's true. Uh, <clears throat> uh, okay, what else do we have on the agenda? You know what else grinds my gears, <laughs> AJ? Uh, I keep hearing, I, I keep seeing it. We, we've talked a lot about AJ. I think we've made our position clear that we think he should be fired. If Fire AJ Preller. If he doesn't, if we don't make the, uh, the playoffs. Uh, I, I think there's, there's zero question in my mind about that. We, we can get into that more. If I'd want, fire him but, even if they make it. But I keep seeing people that will defend him. These cucks that will defend him. And they'll be like, uh, you know, it's really unfair to judge. Uh, like it's when someone cites our, our overall record in the AJ era, which is horrendous, right? Way right. below 500. And they're like, you know, it's really not fair to judge AJ for anything after before 2020. And and I'm like, what? Wait, what? Um, maybe maybe like maybe not the overall record, but like he doesn't get like a get out of jail free card for before 2020. Right. Because I don't know if you remember us fans, us paying customers were asked to sign off on a four year rebuild of deliberately tanking. So that it would pay off in the future, right? Yeah. And so I'm looking, I, I went back and looked at all the actions we did, all the people we signed, all the stuff that the supposed scouting savant did. What did it add up? What did it add up to here? So we're not supposed to bring up the, the international draft class, which was supposed to be uh, a, a complete failure a prize, in 2016. And it was a complete disaster. Literally no one is doing anything except for, uh, no, is anyone? Avila, Pedro yeah, Avila, yeah. is like the last man standing. Right now, our, he's our the one with the most value. Our mop-up reliever. <laughs> the guy that they're going, should we start him or should we start 49-year-old Rich Hill? Hmm. And they're choosing yeah. Rich Hill over him. <laughs> exactly. 
literally the worst <laughs> starter in Major League Baseball this year. Right. Well, Morahone is rehabbing again. He got lit up a couple days ago at his rehab. Uh, look, it's one thing. It's one thing to say, okay, the record doesn't matter, but uh, we put in four years, us fans. Yeah. We put up with it, and we signed off on it and said, look, we trust you to go do this. 16, 17, 18, 19. This is aside from the team telling us that the goalpost was actually like 2018 and then moving into 2019 and then moving into 2020. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, and honestly, they set the goalpost at 2016, if we're being honest, at the time. Um, we signed off on that, right? We got nothing out of it. The draftees, what did we get? Anything? Anything that's useful now? Uh, the international signings, did we get anything? No. In that era from 2016 to 2019? Nothing. Uh, the best we got was Matt Mackenzie Gore, right? Yeah. Who was a smaller piece in a trade for Juan Soto. That's what those four years got us. And Pedro Avila, a middle reliever. I, like, I, the, uh, and, and, and you start looking and you can be like, yeah, we were able to trade those guys. That's fair. I okay. Guess. Right. Yeah. They were, they were used but for pieces. What did we get in those trades? We got like Mike Clevenger, a zero, a zero and an abuser. Yes. An embarrassment to the franchise. Uh, what else do we get? Austin Nola, who, who hilariously, uh, you think Matt Carpenter's bad. He's in El Paso, right? A hitter's paradise where even who we discussed earlier, Austin Hedges, was an amazing hitter there. <laughs> El Paso? Do you saw what happened last night in El Paso, right? No. They scored a million runs. Brandon Dixon last night. Three home runs. <laughs> Three home runs and eight RBI. <laughs> a guy, like, these guys all figure out El Paso, right? These guys right. that suck. Yeah. They suck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're never going to be good major yeah. leaders. But they can smoke they can it figure it out. But oh, you know yeah. who can't? Austin, Austin Nola, who is OPSing like 420 there. Uh, and, and hilariously, much like Matt Carpenter on the big league roster, has not had a single plate appearance in over two weeks now in AAA. He's buried on the bench... By Brett Sullivan in AAA, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, what's, and while we're talking about the Nola thing, it it it, 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 it reminds me of because we we just played the Mariners about a week and a half ago, something like that. The game with Logan Gilbert starting, where he kicked our ass. Yeah, and then and Logan Gilbert. The reason I bring him up is because he was drafted seven slots behind Ryan Weathers in the 2018 draft. So Gilbert comes out, and by the way, that's the. I think his fourth start against the Padres mm-hmm. somehow, and he's kicked our ass all four times. Anyway, so Gilbert comes out, throws seven, just abuses us. And then they have Brash come out, who we gave them for a guy that pitched six innings or something uh, like Taylor that. Taylor Williams? Yeah, yeah, like six innings or something like that is what he did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, or six appearances. I, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, uh, and then they... He abuses us. He's throwing like 98, like frisbees or whatever. And then Munoz comes in to save it. That was the most AJ Preller nightmare game that you can yes, possibly absolutely. bring up. Yeah. Against yeah. our natural rivals, too. Yeah, against our natural rivals. Ugh. Oh, and then, so, I mean, three nights ago, Grayson Rodriguez was drafted four, four slots below Ryan Weathers as well. So. Another guy. Yeah. And he can, and he abused us too. I, I like the people that were like, uh, I, I saw them. I put out a thing that was like, uh, it's hilarious that the loud tools AJ like passed up on this guy throwing 101 miles per hour for the Pillsbury throw boy, Ryan Weathers. And I would see people defending it. They'd be like, well, I didn't hear anyone, uh, I didn't hear anyone bashing the Ryan Weathers drafting at the time. Oh, yeah. I kind of remember back then and like, 
uh, no one was excited for Ryan Weathers. No. It came out of nowhere, and he was supposed to, he was supposed to sign for less than slots. That was yeah. the whole idea. Right. And then because miserable SD fan Eric was so mean to him, according to Padres Reddit, Ryan Weathers decided not to sign unless he got full. I, I should read some of those old Reddits that blame Eric for, for so the great. holdout. So was, great. There were, there's like people apologizing. They're like, Ryan, if you're reading this on Padres Reddit, uh, I just want to, I just want you to know that miserable SD fan doesn't speak for the, for he all of us. doesn't speak for us. <laughs> and they're like, wow, miserable SD fan's going to cost us Ryan Weathers. <laughs> wasn't he, wasn't he killing Ryan Weathers? Because didn't Weathers like tweet like, I miss my girlfriend or something like yes, that? Oh, with his weird first letter caps lock thing. <laughs> Weathers, one of the worst draft picks in oh, Padres history. Wait, but who was the other guy that was in that draft that everybody really wanted, but they were kind of worried about the... Uh, uh, Matthew Liberatore. Yes, that was the other one. That was the guy everybody really yeah. wanted. So, yeah, there was plenty of anger when he took Weathers. But, a yeah. lot of it. Liberatore's not that good. No, he's not. But, but he's at least in the major leagues. Yeah, but at the time, like that was the guy that everybody really wanted. So to say that, there, that everybody was happy with the pick at the time, that is... Patently false. Literally no one picked, like, in the pre-draft stuff was like, oh, I, I really am projecting us to get Ryan Weathers here. Yeah, this is the guy that we want. This soft-tossing lefty. Yeah, like, right. That's yeah. a doughboy. Yeah, right. Ugh. Ryan Weathers. God. I like how he got, I like bye how bye. after we traded him to the Marlins, they called him up for the minors and then immediately gave up six runs and got returned to the minors the, the, the next morning. It's, it's same thing he did here? It's just a total yeah. zero that's never going to be anything. He's going to be on the shuttle oh, from wait, AAA Bob, up. Bob Scanlon said at the beginning of the year that oh, he's throwing a little more overhand. He's got oh, yeah, a lot yeah. more control. Yeah, but the arm slot command. thing yeah. during spring training. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we could really expect some off. big things from him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think Stan. Uh, so that's my thing with the, this whole, like, oh, we can't judge him. We got nothing from all the pieces we got. He cashed them in for, for terrible chips. Uh, of course we're going to judge that. That's all part of his portfolio. The, the plan wasn't to win, sure. The plan was to turn those pieces into things that would help us win a World Series later. Right, and then and when you, you had that shot. The best trade was Blake Snell, probably, out of those pieces. He traded Luis Patino and uh, what else do you trade? <sighs> Blake Hunt and some Is other Patino zeros? even on a team anymore? I don't think so. Did he get he got cut? He got cut again, right? Or did he get cut twice? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I think he I, got cut twice. I don't even know if he's on a team. I think he got outright released. Like, not oh. even tra- he doesn't even have trade value anymore. Uh, remember, uh, he's going to be the next Pedro Martinez. You don't understand. Yeah, like, that's what I heard for that. Yeah, uh, we can't possibly trade him. Wow. So, so Farm was right on that one. Actually, we got to give him credit, right? Farm was right. Wow, giving credit to Farm. I'm going to give credit. You know to what? Farm. We can also discuss it. in the last episode. We had a segment where we I said some very nice things about <laughs> Kevin Ac. We can we'll <laughs> yes. discuss that in the next segment. Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> you can say the Blake Snell trade was the best, right? Yes. Yeah. But in the end. This is the last year. So we didn't win a World Series out of that. Like, all, the master plan was to align all of these trades so that we could win in our window, which was Wait, really I, supposed to be last year and this year. You're saying we're, there's no chance of winning a World Series this year is what you're saying right now? Corey, come on. <laughs> Don't get people's hopes up again. How many games under 500 are, are yeah, we right now? Are, are we, are are we seven? four under? No, I think we're like four under 500 or five under. Is it five under? Something like that. Might be five under. I think you're Might right. be five yeah. under. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're sixteen games back in the NL West. Ugh. Who would have thought sixteen games back in the middle of August? I would have bet everything. Yeah. No, like I mean, unless there was like massive injuries or something like that, which we really haven't had. We've been pretty lucky overall. Yeah, 
16 back. They have to go like 26 and 15. I, uh, no, why do they have to go? Uh, yeah, they got to go pretty well just to get to 500. Yeah. Oh, Let yeah. alone make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So let's, you know, you don't need to get people's hopes up. Yeah. The kids, the kids out there. The kids. They get their hopes up yeah. easy. All the kids that are listening. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's my thing on AJ. My uh, One more thing on AJ. Okay. It's pretty clear that Bob Melvin's going to get fired. Yes. Yeah. He's going to be the fall guy. I mean, yeah. at the point that, that Bob Nightingale's writing about Ryan Flaherty, and obviously it's Bob, Bob Nightingale, right? But, I, but look, I've heard it from two other people as well. I don't know if, you, I don't know if, AC went on with Darren Smith also on Monday, yes. I think. And yeah. You could tell he, he doesn't outright say it, but you can tell that AC knows Melvin is going to get fired. Yeah. Right? And look at it from a self-preservation standpoint from AJ. Someone's got to get fired, right? Right. Yeah. He's not going to fire himself. No. And and the thing is, if he fires Bob Melvin, he buys himself not one, but probably two years. He's in survival mode right now, is from what from what I've heard. Yeah. And and also, and this is this is so embarrassing. But part of the sell, from what from what I heard, part of the sell to Papa Pedro was that he's won this team has won three playoff series since twenty twenty. Okay. <laughs> Let's so let's get into that just a little bit here. If you're counting something from 2020, that's fucking embarrassing. And Dodgers love it. And Dodgers love it. So, okay, they beat the Cardinals in a Two bullshit out of three series. series. Yeah. yeah. With, with a bullpen game. With a bullpen, with Craig Stammen starting. Yeah. yeah. And he's getting credit for that. Like in, in, in 2020, I've said it before on this. I've, I'll say it again. They were not going to. If, if that had been a full season, there's no way they make the playoffs because you lose Lamette and Clevenger like in 60 games in or whatever. Yeah. You, there was no possibility that they were going to make the playoffs. So for him to get credit for that as as a reason that he should be being brought back, it just tells me that Sidler's out of his fucking mind. It, it just brings the question: like, is the goal to be consistent? This is like old Fowler talk, but like, is the goal to be consistently competitive in September or is the goal to win a World Series here? I want a World Series. I don't we give all a shit want a World that. Series yeah. at this point, yeah. right? And there are a lot of fans that say, oh, I just want to have games that matter in September. Okay, that's fine. That's not how I feel. Like, yeah, I want I'm, a, I'm not in this for that. I want a ring. Yeah. Just and, one. And <laughs> just one. I, we've said it on here repeatedly, but like, from what we're seeing, I, we, I don't think AJ has what it takes to bring us to the promised land. I, I don't either. I, he, he can get us to consistently competitive in September, maybe. Well, well you should be able to. If you, if you have a $250 million payroll, you should be right. getting into it, the that playoffs. That should be mandatory. Yeah, like, I mean, you you absolutely have to at least get a wild card spot right. with and, a $250 and, and million payroll. It does no payroll. good comparing this Padres team to, to the old bad days no. of Kevin Towers and Jed Hoyer and, and Josh Burns. No because money. Because those guys were given no money. No, no money and trying to piece no things resources. together. No. Yeah, it's completely different. It's in completely fact, it's incredibly different. embarrassing that we're doing the same as those guys did <laughs> yes. with a payroll three times as high. Yeah. They're not – five games under 500 on August 17th yeah. or whatever it is is terrible. That's it's, terrible. It's not an apples – It's not okay. It's not an apples to apples comparison here. No, it's, it's, it's not. And, no, and that's not what makes all. it even worse is that we're, we're just as bad as them. And it's not apples to apples. No. This is a completely different situation. With a ton of all-stars on this team. I, yeah, I mean, so, come on. It's pretty clear Melvin's going to take the fall. Yes. Yeah? And, yeah. and from what you're hearing, this is an exclusive. <laughs> an exclusive. You're hearing that they're going to keep AJ. They're right? going to keep AJ. Yeah. Yeah. He's He has successfully lobbied to keep his job for another year, which which means that 
Melvin's going to be gone and that AJ gets the opportunity to hire another fucking manager. Probably a lackey. Probably Ryan Flaherty. Yes. Uh, exactly the situation that led to the Tingler's downfall is having a completely compliant manager whose yes. only job is to relay orders from the front office. Right. Whereas Bob Melvin, you know, we've talked about it, was a firewall for the players yeah. against, against, uh, against the front office. Mel- Melvin's banned all front office personnel from the clubhouse. Yeah, Don yeah. Tricker's not walking around the clubhouse anymore. How many? How many teams have a manager currently, and that they're looking at that manager and going, "Ah, eh, maybe we should give him another year." Now are going, hmm, maybe Melvin's going to be available. Yeah, he's going to get picked up immediately. Oh, immediately, like I mean, he'll have it. He could have had that Mets job, and he. He might have the match, but they didn't have. I know exactly, but they didn't. They didn't have a GM at the time, so yeah. it was like, okay, well, Padres probably makes more sense. Now, maybe, maybe he gets that job. Yeah. I, there's going to be a lot of teams though that are going. We'd love to have that guy. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> I mean, smart baseball people are going. It's not his fault. We know whose fault well, it is, except for side. It, it would be hard to say he's lost the clubhouse, also. What? I, 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 no. the, the, yeah. And the key difference is when, when, when everything went bad for Tingler in 2021, there were comments from the players. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't directly say, you know, we've, he's lost the clubhouse, but, but they would say things where it was pretty clear he'd lost the clubhouse. The players were not behind him. No. Yeah. Um, we haven't heard a shred of that this year. No. Uh-uh. No. As far as we can tell, the players love him. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't like each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they like the manager. They yeah. just hate each other. Well, well, good thing they're going to fire the manager. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, but I mean, like, like Manny, we know that Manny loves Flaherty. So, sure. so, it, so what he'll do is he'll be the guy that they, they push out there for the PR and go, he'll oh, like he'll Flaherty. go, oh, uh, Flaherty. He'll like I love Flaherty, Flaherty, though, until Flaherty starts passing down things from the front office that, yes. like, I, that's another typical workplace situation. Your coworker gets promoted, someone you really liked. And uh, as a boss, you end up not liking them anymore, right? Because yeah. once they start having the responsibility of being the boss, you got to do stuff that that's that, you know that other people don't like. Yeah, yeah. So who knows if that'll stick? It's to me, it's meaningless. Yeah, I mean, I'm keeping. I would keep Melvin. I'd give Melvin a ten year deal and fire AJ and right. all of his band of yeah, yes and, guys. And at this immediately. point, we, we've basically but, passed the point where AJ gave a, a very early extension to Andy Green in, in August. He did it in August of, of his second year. We've yeah. now passed that date, I think, with Bob Melvin, and it, it's pretty apparent they're not going to extend him. Yeah. Um, short of like, you know, a nine-game winning streak where they make the playoffs. And even then, I don't know. I was going to say, like, I don't even know. Like, okay, let's say that they get into the NLCS or whatever, and they, and they and they lose, right? I don't even know if Melvin wants to come back. I don't know if he would come up with some, you know, hey, I've got, you know, he's had health, health issues, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you know, I'm having some health issues again. I'm going to take a year off, and we'll go from there. Yeah, the Bochy method. Yeah, just yeah kick back I, for just, a little bit. Yeah, get yeah, enjoy exactly. my family. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that too. Because everything we hear is that they hate each other. Yes, yes, I've, we've all heard the same. Yeah, and that's a that's a terrible work environment. Right. Like, I mean, it's not so many teams would love to have Bob Melvin. Well, so why why would he stay here and get and, and fight with the GM constantly? It's terrible for him, but ironically, from what we've seen with the players, it's great for them. This yeah. is what they want, yeah. right? A combative manager who sticks up for the players against the front office. Yeah. So it's it's hard to say. Like, How is Flaherty going to do that? But this is the, this is why the problem's at the top because there's constantly this conflict of yeah. coaches being 
pitted against coaches and right. manager pitted against front office and players pitted against front office. Like it's this constantly combative environment. Whereas we hear things from like David Peralta uh, this weekend, oh. where he's talking about his experience with the Dodgers, where he's like, it's so refreshing. There's uh, we're all going in the same direction. We all have the same plan when we go up to the plate, right? We have a unified plan. And, and look, I guess there's situations where like pitting, Factions against each other is useful, like boot camp or, or like fraternity pledgeship. But this is like a professional organization with a two hundred fifty million dollar payroll. This is this might not be the best strategy, but yeah. that's all AJ knows. That's his that's his management style. And the owner is in love with him and th- thinks he's the thinks he's quote unquote AJ, excellence. excellence. Yeah. To so, me, so, AJ Preller is excellent. Speaking to Melvin, <clears throat> Joe Fan, who, who who understands coaching based off their fandom of the San Diego Chargers when they were here, <laughs> is like, well, we, Melvin's clearly the one to blame for all of this. And like, I, I look at this roster and I'm like, uh, AJ AJ's giving this team a 25 man roster when we're allowed to have 26. Melvin has to manage a man down, like with a hand tie- tied behind his back. Yeah. Like it's like a golf handicap where where we're like, yeah, we read these preseason projections and like, yeah, too easy. Like let's just play with twenty five people and see what we can do. Like we don't need twenty six here in San Diego. Did you read? Did you read the the power rankings in March? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And like our our one our record in one run games is horrendous. Horrendous. Our record in extra innings games is horrendous. Worse Even, than horrendous. Right, it's the worst o, it could be. O and ten right yes. now, or o and eleven. Uh, over. Over. over, it's over. Yeah, uh, those games are decided on the margins, right? Yeah, it's like little things that decide those one run and extra inning games. Something that could be remedied by having another bat off the bench, you know, a, a left-handed, a right-handed bat, whatever we're short of, and yet AJ has kept Matt Carpenter on this roster for really all year, like. We knew he was done in April. Uh, let's say May. May, right? yeah. Because yeah. April he was decent. He yeah. was okay. Yeah. But we started, you know, we can see the slow bat. We can see, we can see this. We can see that he's not useful in the field. He's slow. Like, we can see that there were more valuable players that we've cut since then. Like, what would we give for Rugnet Odor at this point, you know, to take yeah. that roster spot? Yeah, he has was more he value. No, no, he wasn't great, but he was useful yeah. at times. He could play right. Did I get he could play infield. When he got picked off in a critical situation, yes, yeah, absolutely. But also, I get pissed when Matt Carpenter strikes out. Yeah, well, in critical situation, which has only happened. Well, wasn't wasn't it a critical situation because yeah. he's had one at bat in three weeks, something right. like that. Yeah, and, and I'm, I can't deal with the articles anymore where it's like he's bringing so much value coaching. He doesn't need to be on the twenty six man roster for that. No, you could just put him on just the Phantom IL. Just put him in a Kinsler position. Yeah. give him a front office job. Do that. He's already guaranteed yeah. his money, right? Give him the fan if they really if they really value him that much. And and from what everything that I hear, he's like the greatest guy. Sure. And and he's obviously he's had a great career. He's been a very very good player. If if that's what you need, and you need him in the dugout to help out with that kind of thing, that's fine. Just put him on the IL. But you can't do this with a 26-man roster. You no. can't play with 25 people. No, no, you can't. No. Like, what's Melvin supposed to do? Why? why how much of a disadvantage do we want to put him at? Yeah, and before we started recording, I was saying that the even if you brought up Sullivan out of El Paso. Let's, let's talk about the situation. Yeah, okay. We brought up Gary Sanchez, yeah? Right. Right now, we have Gary Sanchez and we have Luis Camposano on the roster. Those right? are your catchers. And you could argue that either one of them would be our best designated hitter. Yes. In many cases. Right. 
uh, I guess now we could say we could add Garrett Cooper. Yeah, Cooper's been okay. Like, Maybe he's, he's only had like what twelve at bats okay. or something like we that. He's been. Know. I think yeah. he's super platoon heavy. Yeah, got a couple doubles. Uh, yeah, but but we're unable to use either Sanchez or Camposano as a DH because there's a fear that if one of the catchers gets hurt, uh, you lose that spot in the lineup. You're right? in trouble, right? right. So, if, so if Camposano's the DH and Sanchez is the, the catcher and yeah. Sanchez gets hurt and you move Camposano into catcher, you lose that DH spot and the pitcher has to hit. Yeah. None of us want to see Tom Cosgrove hit, <laughs> right? Blake Snell. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're already running a limited bench. So you start having to have pinch hitters going up there. Yeah. You're going to... You're, you're we we right don't have the hitters there no, anymore. You're going to burn right through. Yeah. yeah. So... There's an obvious solution, which we talked about in the last episode, last episode. But, uh, this is why you would just bring up Brett Sullivan. Just have him just sit there. He doesn't need a play. Nope. We're, we already have Matt Carpenter just sitting there, right? The thing with Carpenter is he can't play defense. Uh, he doesn't play a useful position. Can't hit. <laughs> There's no point to him. N- none. At least with Sullivan, if he's not hitting and you don't really want him to hit. Nope. Uh, you have a backup defensive catcher. If so, yeah, if so something that we can that use emergency. actually good hitters like Gary Sanchez or Luis Camposano to designated hit, to pinch hit if needed. Yeah. And that's a lot, there's that. a lot of value with we're, that. We're tying the hands of Bob Melvin. He can't yeah. do those basic decisions that every other manager in baseball can do. And especially now with Choi Hurt, like, why, I don't, why wouldn't you do this so that you have that option? Yeah. I don't understand. And, and to be he honest, just sits there. Austin Nola, not even a AAA caliber catcher. No. He's more valuable to sit on the bench right now than, than Carpenter. Matt Carpenter. Yes. Just based only on defense. And this has been going on for like 25, 26 games, something like that, where and even I don't think he's starting. Oh, he, he wasn't still. playing very much. No, no. That's the streak. No. That was the streak he had of not getting a plate appearance. Was, yeah, was. And the, and the sad thing yeah. is when you hear Melvin talking about it and he, he sounds like he feels so sorry for him. I, I, but like he's like, I, I need to win games here. You yeah, know? right. Like, yeah, what I can, can I, I can't... do with this guy? Yeah, you know Melvin wants that roster spot, and AJ's yes. like, nope, no, no. Do you know how it would look? He's guaranteed six million dollars yeah, next year. I, just pay him his money, right? Just pay him his money. You already owe it to him. Yeah, it, it's it. You're gonna pay it, right? So just give it to him. We we talk about it. a Give lot. it to him. Give him the give him the Kinsler consultant role. Yeah, it's, whatever. It's the old sunk cost fallacy. Yes, one of the biggest topics of the Gwintelligence podcast. Oh my god! History. Not only just, because it includes it. the word fallacy, which which we enjoy, but <laughs> the sunk cost fallacy is is just we've seen it over and over. The Brian Mitchell experiment. The you know, God, just eat it. What just are we doing? We're it. trying to win games right now. Cut him the check. That's all you got to do. But he won't because because then then he's he knows he's zero for two on DHs. When actually now at this point he's over three because yeah. when is Choi coming back? Like, do we know? I, you mean hitless Choi? Yeah, yeah, right. No, he didn't get a single hit, and I I know he had like what ten at bats, fifteen at bats, yeah. something like that. What whatever. Still, Coop, like, and then Cooper is what he is, a yeah. super platoon DH, right? Yeah, like he's right. okay. Yeah, he's fine. He's better than is, is he? A, is he better than Nelson Cruz? I, I don't even know if he's better than. Is Nelson he under Cruz. contract for next year? I don't think so. Oh, he oh he's another free I agent. Think he's he another was a salary dump. Yeah. So yeah, and the, the, Hill, uh, so Hill was a is a rental. Choi's a rental. Cooper's a rental. Barlow has another year on his contract, right? Yes. And then who's the the younger kid? The the pitcher, pitcher. In, he's a triple A. He's not even a pitcher. He's like a converted pitcher. Converted. He's yeah. still learning how to pitch. So that's what he got out of the trade deadline. Yeah. And oh yeah, we we haven't covered the trade deadline. I forgot the uh, <laughs> the lost episode was right before the trade. Deadline. It was right before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
that's what we got. And that's what we got. I, we didn't give up that much. No, but uh, those are still pieces that you could have used to sure. later on, and 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 mix those in with the pieces it's that you just, could have got back for Snell and could have got just, back for Hader. I, I don't know how you sit there and are like, you know, we're let's try to improve the team on the margins, and then the super scout AJ is like. Oh, I found the perfect pitcher to solidify our rotation. Literally the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball. We found him. He's, uh, what Mark Wilkins said, he's, uh, or Rich Hill is Jackson Wolf, 25 years older, yes. or whatever. Yes. It's the exact same thing. Same it's, guy. It's the same stuff. He's had, he had that, uh, the one outing where he started against the Dodgers, got lit up, lasted three innings. <laughs> Next outing, last 3.1 innings. And he's done. Like, and he's supposed to be an innings eater. Yeah. Innings eater. That, that was his job. Yeah. Oh, he's, he decimated the bullpen the two times that he started, and he's probably starting again tonight. Over Pedro Avila, who's who's actually been who's pretty decent. Cleaned up both of his starts. Yeah. Who knows how he'd do as a starter? Like it's hard to say. It's hard to predict. Who knows? But uh, but he sucks. Look, Hill's terrible. I don't know yeah. how you sit there and are like, you know, what really improve our team, Rich Hill. Yeah. Like if you if the if the Pirates made us take him on to take on the salary. You cut him immediately, right? Like, yeah. He's the worst pitcher in baseball. No, no. Let's have him start against the Dodgers to start Critical off. Critical games. Yeah. <laughs> Must win games. Let's use Rich Hill. Oh. And, I mean, and, and he's like given, he's getting smoked. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to say, like, you want to blame Bob Melvin? That's fine. There's probably things we can nitpick on Bob yeah. Melvin. All the help that he got at the trade deadline. But I'll remind people that when Bochi got fired... There was a lot of nitpicking of his bullpen use. And, and the thing is, with every manager, you're going to find nitpicks on, on, on things on the margins. Lineups. Every single one. Uh, bullpen usage. Yes. But the thing that, that's not in common here is that Bob Melvin is deliberately being sabotaged by the front office. You with know, a short roster. He's being given this starter. And the front office is like, well, I just picked you up a piece at this trading deadline. Like, put him in the rotation. You know. <laughs> We're running a man short on the on the roster. Like these are all things that other teams don't deal with, and we are. And Bob Melvin is, and it's not fair. If he gets lit up again tonight, you pretty much just have to DFA him, right? Yes, this is like Arietta territory because you're killing a. That's a that's a pitching spot that you but you could bring it's somebody up. I mean, yeah. even having Kerr up just to face three batters or is whatever. more valuable. Yeah, yeah. Kerr could get fixed, by the way. Maybe. I mean, he's got some stuff. Yeah. He's he's more useful than Rich Hill. Yeah, Rich Hill yeah, is Rich Arrieta. Yeah, yeah. There's really no difference between the two. Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta. Yeah. Well, Jake whatever. Arrieta. He, he doesn't deserve to have his name right exactly. on here. Piece of shit. Sucks that guy. <laughs> Fuck off. I remember hearing people on the radio. They're like, they're like, oh, it's not as bad as at least it's not as bad as 2021. Like, don't you remember? We're never going to have to see a yeah. Jake Arrieta again. Hey, newsflash, guys. We have a Jake Arrieta yeah. on this team. And there's still 40 games to go, by the way. Yeah. We don't know. This could go. Yeah. Vince Velasquez yeah. Is, yeah. is out there yeah. still. Yeah. We got, they got it within two and a half games, and it looked like, okay, hey, maybe this, maybe they've got it turned around here. And then they drop right down to six again. Right. If they have another shit streak here or whatever. Just losing a They're series. going to go right. That's to, it. It, that'll be it. They'll go right down the toilet. Yeah. And they've got the, aren't the, We've got another series against the Dodgers coming up, don't we? It's pretty soon, somewhat soon. Yeah, we have more games against them. Yeah. Oh, man. I, we're playing the D-backs. You know, we're playing the D-backs tonight, right? Uh, yeah, a critical game. They were they were in a tailspin the, the, when we started the last yeah. series with them. How did that work out? You know how to get them out of a tailspin? Start Rich Hill. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Lourdes Gurriel is going to hit a ball of 900 feet today. <laughs> He's going to hit one of those buildings down there. Yes. <laughs> God, this team. <laughs> and it's all AJ. 
Yes. Go ahead and blame Bob Melvin, but all these problems are caused by AJ. Absolutely. Yes. There's no other fingers to point no. here. No. It's deliberate sabotage of this team by the general manager. <laughs> yes. And what he's going to get another year. Yeah. At least. We're just a losing franchise. I, I don't know what we're doing. One winning. He's coming up on his 10-year anniversary, right? For uh, his hiring date uh, yes, or whatever. next year. Next year will be 10 next years. Next July, next, next August, August or something July, like that. Yeah. Will be 10 years. Yeah. yeah. One winning season. After their fateful meeting with Mike D and him yeah. at the airport Radisson. One LAX. winning season. Yeah. Did Fowler go into that one too with the the suitcase full of jelly beans? <laughs> <laughs> Fell on the floor. <laughs> one of the greatest teams, tweets in history. Teams just, I, I, I don't know what to do with it. I don't, I don't know what to do. Oh, don't worry. They got a wait list. A wait list that's created with people that just click wait list on the thing. Nobody's, There's no deposit. Nobody fucking believes that wait list. Do you believe that wait list no, shit? No. No. A wait list is meaningless if you're not putting a deposit down. How many people canceled their season tickets, do you think, when they announced a, a yet? Because this was like the third bump in three straight years, big right? Big bumps. And yeah. big bumps. Yeah. I wonder how many actually really called and said, I'm not doing it next year. And then they went into that wait list, and people were like, <laughs> you're, you're fucking five games back of 500. You lived in D.C. You lived in D.C. at the same time I did. Yeah. How many times did we hear about Dan Snyder? And look, oh, Dan, you, yeah. Dan Snyder's no longer the owner of the, the, the commies. Yes. But uh, the management style of Dan Snyder and this team under A.J. Preller and this, and honestly with Ron Fowler prior. Yeah. Almost identical. They all used the same tactic. Wayne Partello could have worked for, for Dan Snyder. He used all the same tactics of controlling the media. It, it's like he read, I don't know if you remember that. You got the, in your the, Wayne mention. I like it. The, the Washington City paper had this, like, there's this famous article written by one of their sports writers where Dan Snyder sued the writer about it. It was like A to Z oh. of Dan Snyder. All the terrible things about him. And I you remember that A to Z list. Yeah. Uh, the Padres, un, since Check. AJ Preller Check. was hired, have done like 23 of the 26 things on there. The wait list is one of the things. This fake wait list that the, that the Redskins had. Uh, and then it turns out it, it didn't exist. There, there was no wait list. You know, you could walk in and buy season tickets at any point. At any point. And I'm telling you, the Padres quote unquote wait list doesn't exist. I don't, I don't believe it at all. Especially on, right now, especially after they announced the, the big, what, the, the big right, uh, charge again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When all you have to do is click on the website. Add to wait list with with nothing other than your information. That's not a real wait list. Yeah, right? no, right. There's no, no obligation. Not, no, nothing at all. Yeah, you should have to put. You should that, have that's to put signing a up for marketing out. emails. Yeah, that's if you, it. right. If you have a deposit or whatever, that's a much yeah, different situation. Yeah. But come on. Yeah, I am curious, but I keep seeing these these cuckish tweets where it's like, well, they've got me by the balls. They said that if I don't renew by this date, I'm going back on the wait list. And they're like, oh my god, I need it. I need to keep these tickets. Uh, hey guys, you don't actually need. You don't no. need them. Like you can just buy tickets. Yeah. They're for sale at any time. Uh, if you want to go tonight, you can go on StubHub and buy some some seats for. Or is that or that there's that Twitter group that that sells. You know, it's basically season ticket yeah. holders that are you know. Dumping tickets. Oh, oh, hey, I without, can't. Without I can't go tonight. I can't yeah. go tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. Like hit me up, Venmo me, blah blah blah. That's that's there's pretty much how I buy all my tickets. It, arguably for less than what they're charging you for season tickets. Yes. Yeah. That that's how I I I haven't had man I I had a like a. 20 game package or something like that for the Padres in like 2000 or some shit. 1999. That was the last time I did. Like, I just buy them from season ticket holders. Yeah, that's why I, uh, you know, I, I was had season tickets, but yeah. it, it turned out to be cheaper and easier to just buy the tickets. It's too far for me to go all the time anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, we're living the luxurious life in North County. Exactly. Yeah. We, why leave? Right. 
kidding me? I, when I can sit on my couch? Yeah, and- Jeff Morad had it right, where we would only have to go to Escondido to watch the AAA Padres. <laughs> uh, so, look, that's my thing on AJ. Okay. You want to blame Melvin? Fine. <laughs> but but the real problem here is at GM, and that's affecting Bob Melvin's decisions. Yes. Even so though every, he's excellent. Every time you're questioning a Bob Melvin decision, you got to look at what AJ is doing to him. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, Corey, we mentioned Kevin Acey. I said some very nice things on the last episode. And you I, did. I, you know what? I was shocked. I, I'd say he's, his stock has taken a slight drop since then. Yes. He's written a, a, a knob-slobbing Matt Carpenter article. Um, <laughs> but... I think Kevin Acey's been better this year. He has. No, I, I will agree with you. It I, seemed like in, in years prior, there was like, he would send a tweet that would infuriate everyone. And set the tone. Like once a week, and right? And he would, he would either revel in it or try to desperately yeah. improve his standing. I right. don't know which it is. Yeah. It always backfires. Yes. Always. Yeah. Always. Always. Uh, yeah. But but it would be the spiral of Aceyisms that would lead us to just... To dunk on him. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think he's been right. better. I actually appreciate his newsletter. I read it with a grain of salt. I think we've had AC around long enough that we know that he's sucks, probably, <laughs> and his writing style is horrendous. Yes. He wouldn't pass a basic college journalism class. His ethics are lacking. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm saying nice things about him. Yeah. He's very unethical. <laughs> By the way, HJ's being complimentary right now. <laughs> <laughs> Give, in his way. <laughs> what did I give him in the last episode? I, I think I gave him a C plus or B. I gave him a B minus. Hey, that's not bad for yeah. him. Are you kidding me? After the Carpenter article, I'm I, he's dropped from an 81 percent to a seventy nine percent. He's at C plus. I, I love, by the way, how it took the uh, it took the UT like weeks to finally go. When, when was the last time Matt Carpenter got into a game? <laughs> yeah. oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. So, someone woke Krasovic up. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey you, you remember the Padres? <laughs> remember that DH that they signed? <laughs> He's like, oh my God, he hasn't played in like two weeks. And yeah, no shit. We've all been talking about it. <laughs> Krasovic is the fucking He's worst. The worst. He is literally He's the worst. So well, Canop is the worst. Can- Krasovic oh, is the worst. AC's passable. They haven't. They're on their second owner with the UT, right? In like the last four years, something like that. Yeah. What What is going on? What? How, how have they done nothing? Still, no changes at all. Still, all these Pulitzer Prize winners are getting fired. It, it, it's incredible. It's fucking. Maffey is like a hundred and four yes. years old, and he's still doing he's high still school football. Krasovic's still writing the worst columns in the world, and then we says and me Bryce, guy and Bryce Miller's still there writing the second oh worst columns in the world. God, it's incredible. They oh. all they all have the same tactic. It's like uh, Bryce Miller writes these articles, and he'll have a headline where it's like, "You think he's on the, your side?" Yeah, and he'll be like, "Yeah." AJ Preller really needs to buckle down and, and he'll, he'll have like one paragraph of semi negative things on AJ. Yeah. And then he'll follow it with two paragraphs. It's like, but you can't deny he's a super scout. No one denies this <laughs> except for all evidence to the contrary. But they got always, they undercut, he their got they yeah. undercut the arguments. They undercut the arguments every time. A- same thing AC does where he's like, uh, well, he could do this, but he could do that. I'm not going to say which one it is, but that way I'm right, no matter which way it goes. Yes, yes. Ben Higgins does the same thing. Like, it's a common thing in our local media. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Filthy just, old media. I just can't deal with it. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. Yeah, at least Stephen Woods is on our side. Damn right he yeah. is. That's a good man, I'll yeah, tell you that. Good, good, good fellow, that a guy. A good guy. A good guy. Yeah. Uh, 
C plus. Kevin C plus. C. Okay. Are C you plus. with me? You hire. I'll, I'll, I'll go C. I'll go C plus. I hope he gets. I hope he hears this. You know what? I'll I'll go B minus, just because I know that he hates me. I think I like that. I'm yeah, taking, well, I'm I know taking hates, the high road. I know he hates me. Oh, he, oh, he hates both of us. Yes, really yeah. despises yeah. us. <laughs> Ryan Finley, the new whoever, the new uh, editor. Oh, the, I'm sure yeah. he despises us. Yeah, that, as well. that guy who's done fucking what nothing. He's done literally. There's been no changes. They got rid of guy. Posner. Yeah. We're, we're like, like, oh, he's oh retiring. things are going to change now. No more Canapa. <laughs> right, like, exactly. what guy would take over for Posner and not make any changes whatsoever? That would never happen. <laughs> Nothing's happened. He's, right. he's, he's what, uh, Posner retired last December? It's been a long time, right? Yeah. So it's been nine months and th- zero changes. No change. Zero changes. Yeah. Even through an ownership change. Yeah. No change. Yeah. But Meg and KC in the photojournalism department, fucking the best. The best. Yeah. They're good. They're great. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um, speaking of, uh, other sources of media, I ran across an interesting clip yesterday. Oh, yeah? Uh, have you heard of this Padres Hot Tub podcast? Is you that might the one not because Gennaro it's behind used a, to be on? It's behind a paywall, so you might not have ever heard of it. Okay. Oh, okay. It costs money, unlike this podcast, uh, the number one completely free source of Padres content. Was that the one that was Make the Padres Great Again or something like that way back in the day? Yeah. Is that, is I, that they the were same big one? fans of Trump, I think. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. Didn't they have the okay. big red hat? Yeah, they did have the red yeah. hats. Yes. Yeah. Big mega big, hat, big, right? Big, big mega podcast. Yeah. Maybe that's why I didn't listen to them. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because it costs money and has advertising. I don't know. Oh, I, okay. I prefer, you know, I generally prefer uh, uh, totally free, no advertising content. Oh, that's the Craig Elston one, right? It's to uh, all that, all that ad revenue and all the subscriber revenue to fund his lavish lifestyle. He's a big golfer, oh, country club member. Country, exactly. Heard he's a member at the Bridges. I, I read that somewhere. I read that somewhere. I heard not only the bridges, but the farms. I heard he's a real man about the, the ranch wow. down there. Ooh, man. People think Ben Higgins is an aristocrat. Wait oh, till you meet Craig Elston. Craig Elston, yeah. That's what podcast money does for you. Anyways, I ran across an interesting clip sent in by a listener. Mm. Because obviously I only listen to totally free, ad-free content. But Understandable. What do you think of this clip? Let me play it for you. <laughs> it's just, hey, hey, by the way, it's just like us guys, right? It's just you, you, your podcast and ours. Are, I heard there's like new ones with little kids now. Like talking fryers or something is a podcast now. Or? Yeah, no, we but killed yeah, them all, man. We, we, I think it's just, them all. yeah, you, you guys and us, we, we're still going. It's a, it feels nice to be sad still after all these years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Still crazy. It's familiar. Still, still sad after. What did you think of that? I, that's is, am I correct? In, is that in, Dallas? In, is, from, that, is that Dallas McLaughlin, uh, the comedian from, guy, right? Yeah, comedian guy, right? Yeah, uh, did Aquabats or something? I think so. Is that what it was? Yeah, uh, he's on the. Is he kept faith? The kept faith. Oh, yes. Yeah. Huh. They're behind a Patreon wall as well. So. That's uh, that Nick McCann guy is part of that, huh, isn't he? Interesting. Hmm. Am, am I correct in, in them saying asserting that they're the only podcasts available? That and some and and mentioned talking friars. Yeah, and then I believe it was Elston's voice, and he said that he had killed all the other yes. podcasts. Killed. Interesting. Killed. Violent. Very violent. I don't like using that kind of language. I don't either. But I mean, that's what the mega rich do. Yeah. Don't know about the, especially free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they really look down on that. Oh. Because you know if it costs money, it has additional value. 
they probably consider us to be like a socialist huh. podcast. Oh, can't have that. Can't have that. Yeah. Wow. Make the Padres great again indeed. So the the podcast wars have begun. <laughs> they have they not? I'd like Nick McCann to explain that as well. I would too. Hmm. A very good friend of ours, by the way. I thought he was a good friend. I thought so too. And he's Until allowing he sent his agents out to be smirch us. To take shot. And didn't even mention us. Like, no, we're, we're dead. Didn't Craig Elston say that? We're literally dead? Dead. Dead. Is that a threat? I don't, I, I don't, I don't like the violent imagery at all. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate it. I don't that. either. There's a lot of studies that say if you use violent imagery like that, you are more likely to actually engage in violence. It's like a gateway thing. Like, yeah. like how marijuana goes right to yeah. other hard drugs. I, I wish that Craig Elston had read some of Noam, Noam Chomsky's work on threat construction. That would oh, be a, an man. interesting topic for him to look into. I'm, I'm really surprised about that. I <sighs> feel a little unsafe leaving unsafe, here today. Yeah. I don't Maybe know they're outside H.J. Manor. I don't know if Craig's Maserati outside. I don't know I if that's Craig's or someone else's. It could, yeah, it could be somebody. I, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to bring that to our attention and to yeah. our listeners' attention. Just to remind everyone that we are the number one completely free, ad-free podcast. And despite threats, we will be here. We're not afraid. We're, we are not afraid. Not afraid. Not a little bit afraid, but not, little, not, yeah. not, not super afraid. afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wear my vest to the game tomorrow Look, night. Look, I don't want to lie, but I've seen some of this Craig Elston character's content on YouTube, and he appears to hang a flag behind him. And I, I can't help but notice this is an area of professional expertise for me, uh, uh, counterterrorism and terrorism. Yeah. But um, I notice he hangs a flag behind him, and, and I, don't, I don't want to cast aspersions here yeah but you know who else hangs flags behind them isis isis you yeah. know what they do when they behead someone they hang a flag behind them right behind them yeah and look if we had a video component here i can guarantee you based on my knowledge of isis and radical islamic terrorism we would not hang flags behind us no yes. <laughs> oh, no, no 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 except for possibly american flags because That's we're right. patriotic. We, we are patriots. But I will note that Craig is not hanging American flags behind him. No. No. Yes. Pushing his agenda. Yes. Violent agenda. Look, I'm not... I'm only asking the question. I, I'm not accusing. No accusations. We're just there. asking the question. That's fair. Fair. Very fair. Questions are fine. That's that's how you learn. Absolutely. Uh, Corey, we unveiled one of our hottest uh, new segments here. Completely original content. No one's of, ever uh, done this before never on Padres before podcast. Done. No. Uh where we, we, we put out for calls, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, and we, we actually received two calls this time. Very good calls. Um, I've yet I've to heard. screen them. Have you screened them? Uh, I, I just heard the very beginning, and so I, I didn't want to ruin it. So right. I just I passed it along to you okay. so that we could, you know, play them. Let's get to it. I don't, I, until okay. we hear it, let's, I don't let's know. Let's hear what this is. Okay, yeah. Let's get to the first call. Hey, fellas, it's you-know-who, and before I make my comment, I want to quickly shout out what a great job y'all are doing with the only free Padres podcast content you can find in this fine city. The fans really appreciate you. They tell me all the time. They're always asking me, hey, coach, when are you going to get Corey Stewart in studio to ride that Sibian? And I tell them, hey, the door is always open, my friend. Anyway, my question is, would you consider offering a video component to go along with the show? And if so, would you be able to get Corey to ride my Sibian? And if not, maybe he might be interested in something else in the area of Kelly Dildonics. Thanks for taking my call and go Padres. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Dildonics. Well, 
I've said this before and I'll say it again. When I am interested in questions on the in the field of teledildonics, exactly Coach John Cantera is exactly who I go to. People don't know that about John. You know, I've been down to Chiefs in Solana Beach. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's John Cantera's uh, stomping grounds. Yes. He's talking to the bartender and he happened to mention... Uh, he was like, here's your beer. Hey, and if you ever have any questions on teledildonics, I know just the man. <laughs> Former high school coach. Deals with children a lot. <laughs> Comes in here a lot. Coach John Cantera. There are a bunch of bench the coach <laughs> <laughs> jokes here that I can't bring them. <laughs> you got to have some veterans on that Sibian. <laughs> Well, Corey, I mean, let's respect the question. Would you ever, coach, his coach took the time to call in. Would you ever respect his request and come into studio? I would do anything to help the fan because that would help out Ben and Wood. So uh, I, I would absolutely do that. Do you think that only coach gets access to the Sibian or or do the, does Chris Ello get a chance? Oh, that's a good question. Does he force Matt Scraby to do that? Noted, recently noted Coxman. Do they leave that in Adam's office? Is it like locked away in Adam's office? And does it have a 97.3 the fan like, logo on it right who's in charge of sanitizing is it brayden is it paul is it scraby did odyssey pay for that or did it come out of coach's pocket it might have been left over from the the stern years oh it could have been know. or from the machine is is odyssey clear channel I i'm sure the machine had a had a city oh, in there didn't they oh yeah the, the men's room yeah, i think they yeah, were notorious the, the for that men's room kevin, oh, kevin, kevin klein, klein put in a requisition <laughs> for his first big first day <laughs> Actually, no. You know who you know who wrote it? Big Dan Cilio. Big Dan Cilio. That's a big Sibian. You know, depending on what inserts they put onto it, that's you know, true. It might have been something he'd be interested in. Yeah. You know, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. There could have been some male G spot stimulation. It would be interesting. <laughs> something Big Sills would have been interested in, from some what I've heard. Prostate massaging. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I'm only asking the question. You're just asking the question. Yeah. Anyways, that's good to hear. Anyways, thanks for calling, Coach. Thank you for calling, Coach. Corey said yes. He'd be very interested. uh, By the way, I hear Spiros is excellent. Heard it is. It's like going to Athens without paying the airfare. Yes. Great. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, You can use that. You can use that line, Coach. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's move on. We got another call. Oh, here we go. Thanks, fellas. I was just sitting here thinking about, you know, the backs of baseball cards and how hot they make me. And I remembered a dream I had last night. It was Corey Stewart riding a Sibian in a radio studio. A very large man stood over him. Have you guys had this dream too? And again, it's the backs of the baseball cards that really get me hard. So again, let me know. Thank you, and go Padres. Thanks, fellas. I was just <laughs> okay. That's another call. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting that there seems to be a strong desire for the same thing from our <laughs> listeners. Is that something that you would? You many would, people you would are asking. Yes, many, many people, people are asking the question. <laughs> I mean, you've answered oh the question God. already. Yes, yeah, it I is really something have. you would consider. Yeah. Oh, I would consider it. It's Ab- anything absolutely. for the fans. Yeah. I just want to make sure that thing is clean. That's all I care about. Yeah. Yeah. Can we trust Braden to do it? Yeah, I, 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 I think d- I'd trust I Braden. Braden out of the options, I think I'd probably. I don't know. With his stature, he'd have a lot better view. That's of, true. Of That's any a potential good point. Uh, that is a good dirt point. or dry <laughs> Imagery lube. of a large man standing <laughs> over me. Excretions. Like, I, I I think he'd have the best view, you know, from, from five foot one. Obviously, he'd have a closer view of, of, the, of the device. Don't take it from me. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> hey, coach. Joe Musgrove here. <laughs> well, look, we appreciate our callers calling in. We do. Um, please. If you, are, if you also are interested in seeing this in, in, within the coach studios, feel free to call. I don't know what our phone yeah, number is. Yeah, I was going to say, what is the phone out. number? I haven't. Uh... 
What we'll is tweet, the phone? We'll number? tweet it. Right? Yeah, we'll tweet it. We'll tweet it out. Yeah, we'll tweet it. Yeah, out. we're a professional podcast. We are a professional podcast. Well, wow, interesting something. that we're completely free and ad free, and yet our coaches are, our, our hosts are still willing to go above and beyond based off listener requests like that, even under the threat of violence. Yeah, huh? Mm. Doesn't sound like someone that's dead. No. Doesn't sound like a dead podcast. Not but at all. Who am I to judge? No. Yeah. Well, Corey, we've said it all. We have said it all. <laughs> We're going into a critical series. Uh, what is it? Four games? Is this four games? Uh, four. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Thursday, Friday, set. How many Sunday, are they yeah. going to win? I'm. I'm Mr. Brightside. I'm going to go two and two. I, I'm going to be really positive here. I'm going to go three out of four, and the reason I'm doing that is based purely on. Fernando Tatis smiling last night. Literally, that's the only reason I'm going to go with it. If he's happy again, the loss, of course, is the is the Rich Hill game. Yeah, yeah. And then I but guess we, we I desperately I, pray that Lugo is better. It's a quick hook tonight, right? I mean, like if it starts to unravel like it did with the Dodger one, you know, with the other two starts, I think he immediately just has Avila come right in, right? He's probably warming up after like when yeah. the first pitch is going on, right? He did that. In Hill's second start, right? I yeah. And he pulled. He only gave up three runs, which, of course, on an ERA basis is like nine. ERA of nine. My worry is that he's going to fuck the bullpen for the next. You know, this is a four-game series, big, and he's the problem, one starting right? it off. Yeah, that's a that's a huge problem. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So two and two, three and one. That's yeah. what we've got. Yeah. Of course, they're going to disappoint us. That's the realistic. That's outcome, what they. That's but, what they do. Uh, that's what they do. Yeah. That's what they do. Well, Corey. For a dead podcast, I think we put out a nice episode here. We did. Yeah. And, I, and I enjoyed having a mimosa with you as always. Yes, as always. As always. Here at H.A. Manor. Uh, okay, well, for another edition of the Gwintelligence Podcast, go Padres. Go Padres.